Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Sarah's View of Life right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Your host, Sarah Troy. <sighs> Upheaval, disruption, chaos, changes, tornadoes. We're living in all of that right now. But what does it all mean? It means change is in the process of happening. My saying that was given to me three years ago is the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. And we are being woken, being shaken, invited to step up, and most certainly needs to change it up on all fronts. Right now, we are not only still in COVID, um, which is still affecting some countries, in a big way, other countries have got it under control and are slowly going back to life. But we also have in America the unrest of injustice against black people or people of color. George Floyd being killed with eight minutes of a knee on his knee and, and all the other cops leaning on him and not being able to breathe. This was downright murder, having a uniform does not give you a license to kill. You are not James Bond. It means in that uniform, you are here to serve and protect the citizens of your country. And that, there was no serving and protecting there that day, nor has there been on many other days, nor is there with the protesting going on, this peaceful protesting going on, where people are letting their voice be known. They've stepped up and they want to see the changes. And then you have the rioters that are just exploiters and they're going in there to stir things up, but they're not standing for any change. In fact, when you look at a great deal of them, they are the white people using this as an excuse to loiter, to, to disrupt and to cause even more chaos and then blame it on the black community and the black movement. We're smarter than that, aren't we? We are smarter than what is being shown or what is being told us. We can see it for ourselves. Black lives do matter, very, very importantly. There was a wonderful saying by um, a kid. I'm gonna put my glasses on here to make sure that I actually do read it properly. And I did a show yesterday where I talked about white people talking about this because we're not quite sure what to say you know we're we're a little bit stuck on how we should say it how we should support because there's a lot of political correctness that have come into this and this political correctness has kind of in a way stifled us because we're not quite sure what to say and if we're not quite sure what to say how can we say it? I'm afraid I cannot find this wonderful poster that was put out by a kid. 
And, you know, basically she's saying this, all lives do matter. And black lives matter does not mean that all lives don't matter. I think this is it here now. It's a beautiful saying. I really do agree with it. It's going to come up in a moment. We said, she said, black lives matter. Never said only black lives matter. We know all lives matter. We just need your help with black lives matter for black lives are in danger right now. How utterly true. How utterly apropos. There isn't a color out there that doesn't go through something from some crisis, some hurricane, some trauma. And, and this is nobody saying that black lives matter over everybody else. It's just saying in this case of the targeting of black people because they're black and treating every single one of them as a criminal is wrong. Now, of course, here in Canada, we're getting the Asian people being targeted because people are blaming them for COVID. All of this is ignorance and arrogance. Whatever skin we are in, we've got to understand it's a pigment of our skin, right? It's a lot to do with our culture and our upbringing of what we bring to the table, of what molds us. And ultimately, what is underneath the skin? What's underneath the skin is heart, soul, a spirit like everybody else. A desire to live life fruitfully, abundantly, purposely. To be able to provide for one's loved ones. To be able to grow in one's life. To explore. To be adventurous. To become. What they don't want to become is another statistic. We are in 2020. And the fact that we are still having this conversation. It's like the guns, more shootings, and the NRA comes out, and protection of the first right. What right does a young person have, an AKA, whatever it's called, rifle, automatic, going into a school or going into a public place and machining people down because they felt left out or hurt or have a mental problem? They never should have got the gun in the first place. There should be more help for the people that are struggling. We need that ding to wake us up. There is an awful lot to do. And the thing is, we cannot address these changes unless we're willing to make changes in our own lives. What are you changing in your own life? Your perception towards people of color? Your perception to yourself and the way you view things, your perception to how you feel about yourself, your perception to what is just and what is not. This is the time to have the conversation with self. This is the time to really look straight in your mirror, eyeball to eyeball, and say, am I a racist? No, I like black people, I like brown people, I like every other person. Okay, that may be true. But do you contribute in any way to the persecution of people of color? And you know, there are so many ways that they're persecuted. And we do, we do it sometimes unknowingly. You know, don't forget this is patterns that's been around for hundreds of years. 
that slave mentality, that treating them like a slave. It's the same with the Chinese workers. They were only good for workers, East Indian, you name it. Everybody has got this opinion of what they should be or what they have been and what they think they still are. So it's time to change the opinions, isn't it? It's time to really look at the now and what is acceptable in the now and in the future. How can we change in our own lives to be more encompassing of everyone? To be able to look at everyone without the fear of the color of their skin, without the hysteria on the news, the sensationalism that stirs things up, and of course, person in power that is totally and utterly leading people down a violent path. If we want change, we have to be the change. If we want peace, we have to be the peace. If we want solutions, we must first find the solutions within ourselves, for ourselves, so that we can bring it out to our community. You see, all of this pointing out there, it's political's fault, it's the police's fault, it's, it's uh, the sensationalism fault. Yes, they're all contributors to it. Fingers are pointing back at you folks. They're saying to you, what are you contributing? Are you stirring it up, not knowing? And if you aren't, how are you there supporting people of color when yet there is another murder by the police, when there is another person sent to jail to close the case quickly for a crime they never committed, where they're treated like third or fourth class citizens? I've done some wonderful shows on our Forgotten Children series under our Gifted Children, Vanna, and one of them was quite mind-blogging. I've done quite a few on fostering. And somebody gave me the statistics that in America, 70% of the people incarcerated come from foster homes. 70%. So basically, they've lived their lives broken. They've lived their lives in struggle. They've lived their lives in fear. And so what are they going to do? They're going to go to crime or commit a crime because nobody has guided them properly. They're just statistics, just forgotten people. Our children cannot be forgotten. For all the years I've counseled and for all these shows that I have done, a very big common denominator of unrest within a person is a lost child within themselves a child that was neglected or abused, a child that was never heard, a child that feels they've never had the right to have their voice. Some of that will manifest into bullying, narcissism, um, cold-heartedness because they never ignited their empathy or their heart. And some of them, it is, I don't want to be what my circumstances dealt me. I want to be more. And they become the heroes for everyone else, rather like Rob Shearer, uh, Shearer, who are from the comfort cases and the work that he's doing, it's just amazing. He chose, despite what happened to him growing up, and I invite you to go listen to his shows. We've done four. And his book is amazing. It's so eye-opening. It really is. It is absolutely amazing in a bad way, 
of how people are treating children. And that's not just in the household, that's in the community, that's in the schools, that's the profiling. And how little support for them to believe they can break that mold, that stereotype, that they can achieve. Now, we do see that. We do see people who have broken three, and, and they are the motivators. They're the inspirers. But when we look at the masses, more people of color getting COVID. Why is that? Is it genetic? Or is it the fact that they are less likely to get to the medicine they need, or maybe the hygiene, or... What is the reason why they're getting it so much more? And what are we going to do about it? See, that's the question we should be asking. We need change. We need to step up and create change. And we have to create that change in ourselves first so we can bring that change to the community. But how are we going to be that change? Well, on your journey of self-discovery, of change within yourself, the way you see things, the way you see yourself, the way you conduct your life, the work you do, um, the feelings that you have, all of that in that beautiful awakening of becoming, you will find something along the way that becomes your calling. It becomes your way, your path to walk. And maybe it's activism or actionism. Maybe it's counseling. Maybe it's supporting people in different ways there are a million different ways you see we are here to be of service to one another all of us we're here to be of service to one another that is the code and conduct of life we're all here to take our journey in self-discovery of who we are why we're here what we are meant to do and how we're meant to do it how are we meant to contribute to the community that is our job to go through life in learning in discovering, in becoming, so we can share that gift in inspiration, in invitation, in actualization with everyone else. How many times do we see people say, I want world peace? Well, that peace starts with you. Is it within you? Are you a peaceful person? I'm going to be the first person to say, I get angry at things. And I want accountability. If you've made the choice to harm someone else through your own pleasure, through your own insecurity, through hate and ignorance or profiteering, you must be held accountable. And that accountability has to be by law or by the universal law, because karma is a big one. And you have to see where you've gone wrong and how you can put it right. But at the same time, we do not meet hate with hate because that begets more hate. We don't even have to face hate with love because love is something you have to work for. But we can face that hate with perhaps some compassion, maybe some empathy and ask why do they hate? Why do they wish to harm? What are they afraid of? And then if they're open to receive, speak to them in a way that they will hear you and start shifting their perspective. And let us understand, there are some people out there that will never 
never, never, never change their minds. You can put something in front of them as proof of being wrong and they'll find a writer in it to suit them. Nothing you can do with those people. You can't do anything with them or for them because they only have channeled one point of view and they're going to stick to that. You go and support the people that say, I can't take this anymore. I don't want to take this anymore, but I don't know where to go. And that's where your hand is out and say, come travel with me. Let me help you. Let me help heal you. Let me help guide you onto a better path. And we can do that from whatever tool we have been given, whatever instrument we have been given to create our orchestra in life. So all lives do matter. Every color and every person has their own struggles and challenges in life. But we are right now focusing on black lives and trying to put a stop to 400 years of abuse. Yes, they've come a long way. They used to not be in the schools, right at the back of the bus, own water fountains, own bathrooms, totally segregation. I lived in 11, 11 years in South Africa, total segregation. And we're seeing now many, many a wonderful black African, blacker person going in to high stations in life. But they fought for it. It certainly wasn't given to them. They fought hard for it. And they fought through the wave of ignorance and hate and racism, belittlement and demeaningness, downright attacks. They fought their way. None of them were handed the spoon in the mouth. And when people talk about white supremacy, what is white supremacy? There are many white people out there that don't know where their next meal is coming from, don't know how to feed their children, the roof over their head, their education. They're right there in the same struggle as anybody else of any other color that is facing poverty. The white supremacy that you look to are your 1% the people who are the billionaires, who got to be billionaires on the back of everyone else, and now they tread all over them. That white supremacy will not help anyone. They are only there to help themselves, and they really don't care about anyone or any color, I promise you. So I have a show this on this week with April Mahoney on being a black woman. And I asked her, you know, how do we talk to this? We want to be your ally, but there's that political correctness and we're afraid to say anything wrong. But we want to know we're there for you. We believe in you. We will support you. We 100% agree with you that this has to stop. But please don't turn against the people of a different color because they might not be saying the right thing to you understand where it's coming from. Now, I'm not talking about if somebody's abusive to you or belittling or anything like that. That's totally, that's wrong. That's totally wrong, no matter what color it's saying it. I'm talking about people who I wrote an article called Being Colorblind and that I personally do not see people of color. The skin is darker, the skin is this, the skin is that. I see heart, soul, and spirit. That's where my energy goes. They just happen to be 
people of different color. And I have a ray of colleagues and friends with that. And it's never bothered me at all. For me, it's very important to see the heart and soul and the spirit of a person. Um, but I do recognize that their color is their culture. It is their history of where they've come from, the struggles to, to get where they are today. And it's the same of people who are, are Caucasian that have come from war-torn countries or have come from struggling regimes. We've all got the struggle, I understand. And the Caucasian people may not be targeted as black people are or Asian people are. Targeting someone for the color of their skin simply has to stop. Absolutely has to stop. And that means that the police have to be trained differently. They have to be trained. Uh, for a start, do not accept them in the police force if they're racist. For a start, there has to be a lot more investigation into their psyche before they're accepted as a police person. And there has to be the strikes that if they do show abuse, then they're accountable for it. Nobody, buddy, policing, protecting their own. I'm sorry. You know, I know you want to stand arm in arm with your brother in protection. And if it's against a wrongful thing, fully yes. But if that person, that colleague of yours, has done something wrong to harm another person of color or anything else, then you must stand by the garment you wear, the oath that you took to serve and protect the people of that country and not cover up something that's been done wrong. Now, we know mistakes happen. We know that sometimes choices in the moment do not turn out right. We're not talking about those moments. We're talking about the targeting, the deliberate, the people just seeing a black person and shooting them no matter what. So be the change that we all seek. Be willing to change yourself. Be willing to contribute and, and support and be there in whichever way you can be. Be willing to have a conversation with a person of color and say, what can I do? What would you like me to do? Or help me understand your struggle. I mean, it's pretty obvious. They are targeted. They are treated as criminals before they're even pulled over in the car. There are trigger-happy cops that would look for any excuse to kill them. And there are people who are just looking at black people as an enemy and shoot before they ask any questions because they're just so shit scared. And they shouldn't be in a uniform in the first place. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of criminals that are black. Many. Again, looking at where they come from, for some of them, that's all there is. That path of drugs, of gangs, of violence. And we need to support those communities and support those parents in giving their children a different way out. And not that the only way is to be a part of a gang or to push drugs on the corner because nobody else wants them, because they have no opportunity. It's back to our forgotten children being there, supporting, serving, caring, guiding them, giving them the same opportunities as a white child. 
and letting them know they count. They count. So although there's so much conversation to be had, so much, and I really do believe that black lives matter. And at the present moment, just like the Me Too movement was focusing on women and women's rights, the black movement of Black Lives Matter is focusing on that movement. So let's be there for them. We're not forgetting the Me Too movement. We're not forgetting the children at the border that are still there. We're not forgetting the injustices of your government. What we are doing is focusing on what's in front of us. And what's in front of us is the unjust killing and incarcerating and profiling of black people. So put prejudice away. Stop being so ignorant. Start educating yourself. Stop being so afraid of your shadow and start looking at what you can do, how you can understand, how you can help. Because we've still got to go back to the border and free those children. The Me Too movement hasn't stopped, it's still there. And we're looking at the environment of the world and we're looking still at the COVID being rampant. There's a lot on our plate. So pointing fingers and raising voices and being angry and throwing hate around at each other is unproductive. Understanding, empathy, compassion. That's what we need right now for one another so we can all heal. So our countries and our communities can heal. So this planet can heal. Every single one of us, no matter of our color, our race, our sex, our religion, need to step up and be accountable, participate in our own lives, do what we need to do to heal ourselves and step into our meaningful purpose so that we can be of service to one another in this world. It's as simple as that. But I'm asking you, be the change you seek. Be the change we need. Be the change you need in your own life. I have so many shows here, coaches and counselors that have wonderful programs that will help you on your journey in life. I have one right now, the Encounters Masterclass with Linus and Shelley. They're putting on a webinar and also a fantastic program for women, dirt cheap, really, really cheap. And they're doing it because they want to empower women. Because we do know that when women are empowered, we bring about an equilibrium. We bring about a sense of compassion and empathy. And we bring about a leadership that is just more cohesive and collaborative. A heavy subject. I don't always like doing heavy subjects, but it needed to be said. And there's still going to be more on this. It's 2020, folks. We cannot, cannot go backwards and we cannot go forwards on the same old June. Black lives matter. Chinese lives matter. Caucasian lives matter. Animal life matters. Our planet matters. Love matters. So what are we going to do about it? I'll leave you with that thought for this week. 
but please, in whatever way you can be, be supportive. Open up your mind, open up your heart, and just feel compassion and empathy and try and understand their plight. And what would you do if you were in their shoes? And then how can you help them right now? So until next time, folks, take a breath. Let's face what we have to face. Let's do it together. And let's embrace the changes that need to happen. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.